Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, new authors, pop culture, trending topics, and, of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective, a hit view as we just talk about. Indigo Studio presents real conversation about topics of the day. Hermine Hartman and Shannon Peoples are the co-hosts, and we welcome you to Indigo Studio, making talk in vogue again. New show, new look, new people with Viewpoint bringing it to you. Let's make talk real again. Hi, I'm Shannon Peoples. I'm Hermine Hartman. We're going to talk about urban violence, and we're going to talk about it with uh, two men who played a very, very serious role. We're going to be talking to Reverend Gregory Livingston, Coalition for New Chicago, and Pastor Marvin Hunter of the Grace Memorial Baptist Church. He also is the uncle of Laquan McDonald, the young man who was shot 16 times in the back in Chicago. What stops these policemen from doing something like that? That is so horrific. It's torture. I mean, it's so horrific. He had, he, there's nothing that he did that called for that extreme behavior. How do we stop this? Because we hear it too often. We hear it, we hear it far too often. It's all over the country. It's not concentrated. What can we do? What makes it, what makes these policemen do this? I mean, is it just purely racial? Is it purely a young black male that you feel maybe physically threatened by fear that you have to male. do this? Is this the fear of the black man? What is this and how do we stop it? The, the first step to a million miles is the first step. Mm-hmm. I cannot stress how important the changing of this FOP contract is for this entire country. The top cities in this country that you, when you Google it, you read where black people were killed. Chicago is number one. Chicago is number one. However, all across the country, you're not finding police officers killing white people. Period. Mm-hmm. Or black police killing, officers killing white people. Oh, uh, black police officers killing white people. They are, they are white police officers killing them. And it is the equivalent of lynching. Mm-hmm. The same laws mm-hmm. that allow lynching to be legal mm-hmm. is the exact same laws that exist in the, uh, the, uh, the, the contract that is in Springfield. Mm-hmm. The Uniform Peace Officers Disciplinary Act. So one of the solutions is to change we must these change, laws. We must take the Jim Crow laws that exist within that contract, within that law. We must take that out, which takes the meat out, the teeth out of that thing. And it gives the police officers across the board in the state of Illinois at this time, we start here. It gives them the power that they need to discipline these police officers. But this needs to happen all over the country. It needs to happen all over the country and it needs to happen now. And if I can add, the principle is no one is above the law. Not even the police officers, not the mayor. No one is above the law. But just like you mentioned, lynching. What made lynching become a less popular Sunday after church picnic, if you will, kind of activity was that the laws began to change and be enforced. It's one thing to have the law on the books. It's another thing to enforce it because the cultural matrix that produces these laws does not always track when we legislate these laws. So the people we may have a law in the books, but their hearts haven't changed. And so if, if their hearts are not in there, the political will isn't there to enforce these laws, the same thing is going to happen, which is why, you know, when they asked Rosa Parks, why did you stay seated on that bus? That was December 1st, 1955. She said, because August 28th, a few months before, 
I thought about Emmett Till. Mm -hmm. And so that lynching then becomes something that we said, wait a minute, we can do something about this. We can have these laws changed. Let me make one point, though, about lynchings. We're talking nearly 5,000 lynchings. Recorded. Recorded. Yes. And not one. Conviction. Not one conviction. Not and you one. know why? Because there's still no laws on the federal books laws. against con- mm-hmm. lynching. Lynching, there is no law that says it's illegal to lynch. And people Today. don't know that. Today. And people don't know this. And that's why this FOP contract yeah. and the law that is with, that is in Springfield, the mm-hmm. Uniform Peace Officers Disciplinary Act in Springfield is so important because once you begin to change it, you begin to unravel mm-hmm. the, the, the glue that is keeping lynchings and things of that nature, you know, in the forefront of our country. That was yeah, down in Mississippi. Uh, Johnny Dupree, the mayor of Hattiesburg, was running for governor of Mississippi. He was the first black uh, from a major party to run for a statewide office since the 1800s. And understand in Mississippi, wow. they didn't take slavery off the books until 1995. Wow. So you have a constitutional piece here, Section 1, Article 2, that says that the black male is three-fifths of a human being. They didn't even count the woman, so she, black woman, so she's zero. And so you have this as part of who we are, our constitutional DNA. And as you were saying, these laws are still there. Larry, what are you doing? Saving energy. Well, you're not doing anything. I'm also saving money right now. How? ComEd. They recycled my old working fridge for free. Plus, they have rebates on energy-efficient products. So you're saving now? And I'll save later on my energy bills. Customers have saved about $500 on their energy bills with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. What are you guys doing? Saving energy. Indigo Legacy Black Lux is an incredible hip history about Chicagoans. It is exactly like nothing else. Indigo Legacy is a new history book with eight pounds of awesome stories that inspire. This book has been 28 years in the making. Read about what black achievement looks like in a modern day with 496 pages and 300 full color exclusive photos. Order your copy today at indigolegacy.com. Now, speaking of change, a strong message has been sent out to black politicians here for not stepping up in any way, shape or form. Not one black politician gave you support. Not one black politician even showed their face. That's true. What message do you have for them and what actions will be implemented come next voting season? We're asking all of the city council. All of the city council to not vote for the FOP contract Mm -hmm. to hold your vote. Mm -hmm. We're asking the city of Chicago that any alderman, any committeeman that votes for it, that signs off on it, to do not retain them, put them out of office. Give us an opportunity and a chance to get these draconian Jim Crow laws, whatever you want to call them, off of our state books so that we can get a contract that is a true contract that represents black people in the city of Chicago so and the state of Illinois. It comes to the vote no matter where we go. It's our vote, but you were asking these representatives, please represent us in the please rightful way. Us. In the rightful way. What this is a landmark case. And I agree with you. This is very much and I've written this, this is very akin to the Emmett Till case. What's the ramifications of this case across the country? 
across the country, if, if, if we can move to the next phase, which is changing the FOP contract here, mm -hmm. it begins, it sets two precedents. It sets the precedents, number one, that you can mm -hmm. get justice. You mm -hmm. can convict a police officer. Mm -hmm. The other precedent is that we have now taken the strongest uh, tool that the racist and, mm -hmm. and white supremacist thinkers of our country has to continue to oppress us. Mm -hmm. Because you got to understand, this law in Springfield that we're talking about is actually the nucleus of what is what is fueling the prison industrial complexes. Mm -hmm. the, black the, men locked up. Black men locked up. School to prison pipelines. Mm -hmm. All of those are ancillaries of this particular deal. And so because the, the thing is we have to catch them. Remember, the paddy rollers mm -hmm. caught the black people. And then they began to, to put them into the slave market and the slave economy, the slave economy. We have young black men and women off the south and west sides of Chicago fueling whole economies in southern Illinois. It's a business. Big Muddy. It's a business. Uh, 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 Pontiac, Dixon. Those towns, the entire economy of those towns depend mm -hmm. upon the prison population. And watch this. It, 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 it destroys us from a, a census point of view, mm -hmm. because the, the African-Americans that are in those prisons, when the census is done, those people are counted as part of the census of that town, not part of the census of the South and West sides of Chicago. So the appropriation goes the to appropriation that town. The appropriation goes there. However, uh, uh, they but, cannot vote. But, they cannot vote. Let me ask this. Down the state bill, the guy that gives the tour, he says, we need a shipment of 300 boys per week to keep mm. this place going. And that's the language that they use. We need a shipment. And so one of the things we're pushing for in our demands is anti-recidivism le legislation. Mm -hmm. Reason being because when these young men and women are in their, these prisons, they're working for Microsoft. They're working for Dell computers. For pennies for on Levi's the dollar. Gates, for, for pennies, pennies on, on the dollar. dollar. But then when they get out, they can't get a job with these companies doing the same thing that they were doing because they have a background. And so it's like you're not going to work them in prison. And then when they get out, they have to go back to what's sitting in the prison many times in the first place. Mm -hmm. So the laws have to be changed and, and because it all comes back to follow the money. Mm -hmm. This is making they're, they're, this is slave labor in the prisons, mm -hmm. you know. And the so, new slavery. It's, yes, the new slavery. Yes. Now, speaking of the slavery. FOP, I just want to backtrack for a minute. Now, the FOP, that's the union for police officers, correct? Correct. Right. Okay. Didn't Jason Van Dyke have complaints on his record oh, yeah. from years prior. Can you break that down for us? And if he did, how come no action was was taken he against had this officer? 20 complaints 20. against him. I, my understanding is that when a Chicago police officer gets seven complaints, he is to be reprimanded and therefore right. is due to be fired or what have you once the investigation. He had 20. Of which, out of the 20, before the settlement of Laquan McDonald, the city of Chicago had spent about $500,000. On him alone. On him alone. They say that he was not racist, but all of the, the complaints that he had was black men complaining against him, calling them, give the N-word. He had broke their collarbones, uh, he, uh, uh, unlawful restraint. Uh, uh, all of these things had happened, and he was the perpetrator. And that was the insult for me in this entire trial. They presented Laquan McDonald as if he was on trial. Right. Laquan McDonald's background had nothing to do with Jason Van Dyke getting out of the car and within six seconds pumping, beginning to pump 16 I want to point out two things. Okay. We were talking about the industrial complex. Prison industrial complex. Uh, 
In third grade, I understand from the population of black male, they determine. It's called benchmark. How many? That's the benchmark. It's called benchmark. Is. It's how the many, third grade, the fifth grade, right. and the ninth, the how, tenth grade. I'm sorry. What the third jail? Grade, yeah. Population Every time a, a child fails in the third grade, they put another bed in the prison cell. That's right. If he fails the fifth grade, they build a, they put another cell, a bed in the cell. I've never if heard of this. If he fails this. the tenth mm -hmm. grade, they put another bed in the cell. Uh, and I've never heard of this. Oh yeah, it's that's part the of the prison school, school, school to prison pipeline. Right. The school. Oh yeah. To prison. Absolutely. I've never heard of that. Third grade. I've never heard of that. One other thing I want to point out. Uh, there's a book I want to refer both of you to, if you've not read it, called The Defendant. And it talks about how when this city was going through a growth with, during the migration, during the, um, in the 20s during the migration, and politics being Chicago politics, um, and the city was kind of being divided up, blacks go here, whites go here, your territory kind of thing. Uh, one of the deals, one of the political deals made was to give the Ku Klux Klan control of the police department. Now, not only are we living on these Jim Crow laws, but some of that element is still very much. The residue is still in the police in the department. Police department. <laughs> the hardest thing with mental health is it becomes a spiral. And sometimes all you literally need is a little catalyst to like help you to stop. When I'm in pain or when I'm suffering, like I have a really hard time reaching out and asking for help. I know it's so hard to talk about mental health, but when you don't talk about it, you feel more isolated, you feel more alone. Learn more about how to start the conversation at seizetheawkward.org. Mary! What are you doing? Saving energy. Well, you're not doing anything. I'm also saving money right now. How? ComEd. They recycled my old working fridge for free. Plus, they have rebates on energy-efficient products. So you're saving now? And I'll save later on my energy bills. Customers have saved about $500 on their energy bills with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. What are you guys doing? Saving energy. What can we do as a community to try to form some sort of bonds with the police forces across the country to try to have some sort of dialogue between us because it can't go on like this. You know, having people come into our communities and abuse us, misuse us, and brutalize us, brutalize us. What can we do? Who do we need to talk to? What, what sort of, if you could say, what sort of plan can we implement? Well, the first thing is, and this is why the FOP contract is so important to begin there, to begin dealing with that. When you look on the D2s, of all of the elected officials, you'll find that the unions are the greatest mm -hmm. supporter of mm -hmm. that. The contributors. And contributors of it. Uh, historically, in black communities especially, their, their money generally comes from the union at large. What we need to do is not try to fight a battle with guns and with bombs in America, because we are all Americans. How can we fight it? We must fight it at the ballot box. Folks. We must exercise... Our, our, our right to, to vote. We must exercise our right to vote. And then once we do that, we can't do it as we've done in, in voting seasons past. Get it through and then go home and say, ah, it's over. We must participate. If you want to see a jury of the peers of a black man, remember, in order to be a juror, you must be a registered voter. Mm -hmm. So we must, we must register and vote. We must become a part of the political process. We must become aldermen and, and mayors and stop allowing the nepotism 
that is starting to take hold in our communities where you, your daddy was the alderman, now you become the alderman. Should we hold our voted officials accountable for their actions? A thousand percent. That's but, right. But we must understand. We must and we understand. And God-given right to And do the, the God-given right. Listen, politics is about power, mm-hmm. okay, and, and position. And appropriation. And appropriation. Power and appropriation. That's the word I want. Mm-hmm. If we, if we can, and, and in order to do that, once we begin to get the right political understanding and the right political uh, desire to do so, then we go back to our public schools and put civics back into the school. They That's don't teach right. it anymore. That's mm-hmm. right. Let me point something out to you. And this was a, 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 an attorney who pointed this out to me. When Harold Washington was the mayor, and this is back to voting and who's in office and how important it is. When Harold Washington was mayor, these killings did not happen. White policemen were not shooting black boys in the street. Did not happen. And the reason being is police talk. The policemen knew under no circumstance would Harold tolerate this Part one. Part two, attorney James Montgomery was corporate counsel, and they were like, we do not want to go up against James Montgomery in that kind of mode. This has escalated throughout the years to the point of being out of control under certain mayors. The mayor Washington had, I I was told, $30,000 for these kind of mishaps. Our budget now is at about five. It's, o- it's over five million. So what, what we are doing in paying out uh, for, for, you know, for these kind this of crimes, it is killing the city budget. It's Rahm Emanuel. And it's Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel That's has right. ran a government. That's right. Of, 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 of oligarchy and, and, and plutocratic. Mm-hmm. He, is, he has a government where it is governing from 30,000 feet. And the problem is that those that are on the ground can't get enough. See, the problem we have is the have have too much, mm-hmm. have not can't get a hold of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so therefore, desperate people began to do desperate things, desperate things. Mm-hmm. And, and they couldn't do this under uh, Mayor Hill Washington mm-hmm. because they, they had no cover. Mm-hmm. And so what we did, Rom came in and closed 54 schools. When the Greeks would take over a country, what they would do is they would burn all of the books, burn all of the libraries. Close they would get rid of the history. And then they would take it and put, listen at this, they would kill all of the men that could fight and put dresses on the little boys and put the women over the boys. And Doc, just to add what he said, mm. he talks about the plutocracy and the oligarchies, but there's also another section here too that's very important that we can't miss is the pigmentocracies and the colortocracies. And one of the things that differentiates that era is that Harold. And, and people like Jim, Harold and Ralph Metcalf broke away from Richard J. Daly. They broke away from the machine. And so what you had, you had individuals that were still connected to the struggle and understood because it was not easy for Harold because soon as he got in, elected, the Verdoliac 29 stood up and said, we will not let you get anything through. And so it was a four-year battle, which is the point I'm trying to make, we have the politics, we have the law, but we don't have the fight. Hi, I'm Eric Cameron of Clear Vision Multimedia. If you are in need of a film company to film and edit your next event, look no further. We are just what you have been looking for. We have filmed, directed, and edited well over 100 projects with over 20 years of experience in filming. We specialize in filming music video, talk shows, gospel TV programs, independent film projects, and much, much more. At Clear Vision Multimedia, 
We have a professional group of videographers and film editors that can sit with you, create a script, storyboard it, and walk you throughout the entire process. Now, I want to ask you this question. So, you know they're trying to implement the new stop and frisk. I think that it is a, a, a direct insult to African-American people and American people as a whole in the United States of America. I think it is an insult. And why is that? Explain. Because, first of all, Laquan McDonald did not get on a bus and go to 43rd and kill them. He was kidnapped and he was taken there by police officers. Mm. Wait, wait a we minute. We haven't figured out why and, and, the, and the whole scenario, but he was taken there. By the police. By the police. He When Laquan McDonald left home, he left home in the back of a Chicago police car. And the next time we saw Laquan McDonald, he was being killed by a Chicago police. They also said he was high on drugs. What do you think that I think that's an from? absolute lie. Because remember, there were two autopsies. The first autopsy showed no drugs, no alcohol, no medication clean. at all in clean. the young man's system. Mm -hmm. It was only when they began to realize that they had to cover it up mm -hmm. that we now find PCP and only PCP mm -hmm. in the system. So, Reverend, you mean to tell me that the system will lie to protect itself? Cameron <laughs> said that Laquan was shot once in the chest. Uh-huh. Cameron says that Lashawn Pat, Pat, Pat Camden yeah. said that Laquan McDonald was shot once in the chest. He went on national TV and said this. At the time he was saying that, I had evidence in my hand to prove that he had been shot 16 times. In the back? No, four in the back. And once he had in been the chest. shot in the head, he had been shot in the chest. Okay? I, I had evidence to prove it. I'm looking, and I'm looking at pictures of his dead body. Why do you at think, the time he was on TV Why do you think talk. they kidnapped him and dropped him off in another area? What, what, what because was the like purpose the of this? Chicago police have a history of taking young black men and carrying them to other gang territories and dropping them off as a form of punishment. Mm -hmm. Now, I've heard stories about these rituals that, that the police department do, but I, have, I can't substantiate you that. Can't but this, them. I can validate that, that I am from the west side of Chicago, Holy City, K-Town. I'm from the west side. I've been here 52 years, never been anywhere else. Chicago police officers have a history of taking a black man and taking him from one, from the territory where he is known and protected and carrying him to a territory where he is not known. And Let me ask you a question. This, mm -hmm. And this is our last question. We need to wrap up. President Trump has nationally talked about Chicago and how out of control our violence is. What would you say to President Trump as to what he could do uh, in, a, in assistance in stopping this violence here? The, the thing he can do right now today is to speak to his Department of Justice and ask them to support mm -hmm. the efforts that have been made here in Chicago. Appreciate I like it. the idea of change, shift, and positioning. That is just so superb, and that is exactly, I think, what has occurred here. Uh, Greg Livingston, thank you very much. Pastor Hunter, thank you thank very you. much. Thank you for the thank great you. discussion. Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show, the place where it starts, covering today's topics and, of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective. Let's make talk real again. Indigo Studio.